What is happening with Greg Berhalter? That's the question everyone in and around the U.S. men's national team is asking right now. Fans want to know, journalists are trying to find out, and U.S. soccer is trying to figure it out. Berhalter's contract expires in less than a month, at the end of 2022. Should U.S. soccer try to get him back, or should they find someone new, maybe someone better? To help me sort through this whole Berhalter situation, I called up friend of the show, Henry Bushnell. Henry writes for Yahoo and is in Qatar right now covering the World Cup. He had an up-close and personal look at the end of Greg Berhalter's tenure, and he recently snuffed out a very, very relevant myth about coaching at the international level. I'm Joe Lowry, and welcome to The Backheeled Show, where we bring you quality coverage of American soccer in just 10 minutes or less. You can listen to the show while you make your own pros and cons list about Berhalter, or while you start holiday shopping, while you drink a cup of coffee. Here at Backheeled, we believe that just because soccer games are 90 minutes long doesn't mean that soccer podcasts have to be. So, let's get to it and talk soccer. I'm now joined by Henry Bushnell. Henry, thank you so much for being here. How are you and are you surviving after 87,000 games that you've been to and covered in Qatar? I am surviving, Joe. I'm doing more than surviving. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm feeling, feeling well, feeling excited about the rest of the tournament here. And uh, yeah, appreciate you having me on. Of course. Yeah, it's great to have you back, Henry. And a big reason why I wanted to have you back on the show is you just recently wrote a great piece for Yahoo about the second cycle coaching Myth really is what you called it. So the prevailing thinking in many soccer circles is that international teams don't succeed after bringing a national team manager back for a second World Cup cycle. You wrote all about that, Henry. Is that true? And and can you talk a bit more about that? And and I'm not like 100% convinced that that there's absolutely nothing to that phenomenon, but there's certainly no empirical evidence of it. And the reason I believe it's at least mostly a myth. So there's two parts to this. One is expectations on international soccer coaches are way too high to begin with, right? Like, you know, a half dozen teams enter every World Cup expecting to win it and only one can win it. So so most coaches are bound to fail. The thing with the second cycle is if you don't meet those ridiculously high expectations, then you're not going to get a second cycle in the first place. So the only coaches who do get a second cycle are the ones who have overperformed their already high expectations and therefore are bound to come down and can be less good in the second cycle. We could, we could go through all sorts of different examples of coaches who have maybe they've been to the quarterfinals in a given in in one year and then they get another four years and then the next time they don't make it out of their group. When in reality that's just what you would expect when you get a random tournament like the World Cup. And when you have, you know, the the normal fluctuations in performance that you would get as an international manager, but essentially it's selection bias because the, the only coaches who end up getting a second cycle are the ones for whom expectations are going to be way too high. And there are certainly some managers who would do better in a second cycle, but oftentimes they won't get a second cycle because they haven't done well enough in their first cycle to earn a second contract. So sort of the idea is it's already hard enough to be a soccer coach. And then when your expectations are inflated and you come back again and you don't do that well, that's the stuff that people remember. Is that a fair summary? Yes. And so people think that that is failure when in reality, it's just normal performance. And as I wrote Mm. in the piece, like more and more international soccer teams are starting 
to realize this. Like you see Germany bringing Hansi Flick back, for example. Like I think more teams are realizing that, no, you know, it's actually, there are actually a lot of benefits to having a guy on a second cycle and that you don't get much time as an international manager to really instill systems and ideas and stuff. In a way, like a four-year cycle is really equivalent to like one club season um, in a way. So it's like, is it really smart to fire a club manager after one season? In a way, you need a full two cycles to really start implementing your ideas. So I think more teams are starting to realize that. And as you, as you see, you know, Brazil brought their coach back and are looking pretty darn good despite a disappointment last time. Croatia in the quarterfinals again after bringing their coach back. England, Portugal, et cetera, et cetera. You know, obviously Didier Deschamps won a World Cup with France last time in his second cycle and is now on his third. More and more people are realizing that this is kind of a myth and that there are actually, you know, maybe there are some pitfalls to having a coach around for eight years, but there's certainly benefits as well. I think it's it's fascinating. And the natural progression for our conversation, and that's where we're going, is towards Greg Berhalter. And the U.S. men's national team, his contract is up at the end of the year. Henry, you, you covered the U.S. in Qatar. You covered them in the buildup to, to Qatar some as well. Do you think Greg Berhalter should be back? Is he one of those managers that, that really would benefit and the program along with him from a second cycle? So I'd say two things. First of all, like my point on the second cycle with respect to the U.S., it's not a reason to bring Berhalter back. My point is that just saying that second cycle managers often don't work out is not a reason to not bring him back. Hmm. Now, the separate conversation of whether he should be back, I think he should be. And I, I, wrote, I wrote kind of a more detailed piece on this. But, and I saw, I forget who suggested this on Twitter, and I'm sorry I'm not giving attribution. But I think both Burhalter and U.S. Soccer would be well served to be almost like bring him back on a tentative basis. I, I don't think Burhalter in the immediate term, like, like there's no club job that he is walking into right now that's open in Europe that he would really want, right? And on the other side, I don't think there's anybody that is available right now who would really want the U.S. men's national team job when there's really not going to be much to play for over the, at least the next you know year and a half. So I think they should bring him back, but on a shorter leash than he had over the past four years and kind of see where that, and then reevaluate things in, in two years and maybe decide then whether he's the right guy to take this team into a World Cup almost a prove-it deal. And I don't know if Peralta would take it. I don't know if U.S. Soccer would offer it. But there could be something there. You mentioned this. Maybe there aren't a lot of managers that, that sort of would want the U.S. job. How attractive do you think that, that U.S. managerial job really is ahead of 2026? Like, are there high-profile names that are attainable for U.S. Soccer? Or is this a case of, yeah, coaches just kind of want to coach the club level. That's where the prestige is. No matter what the international job is, or at least this U.S. job, it's not that attractive. Well, here's the thing. I think it's a pretty simple answer. I don't think it's that attractive right now in hmm. December of 2022. I think it's pre- going to be pretty darn attractive in December of 2024 or you know the spring of 2025 when the World Cup is around the corner and you don't have to kind of grind through three and a half years of not very consequential tournaments and, and games and stuff. So I think that's the that's the big issue right now. So, Henry, if Greg Berhalter does come back to coach the U.S. for the next cycle, or at least for the beginning of the next cycle, and maybe something changes, do you think he changes anything? Do you think he goes back and reevaluates some of the personnel choices he made? Do you think he changes anything tactically? You've been much closer to Berhalter over the last month or so than I have. What do you think that would or could look like? Yes, I, like, I don't know exactly what it would look like, but I think one of the 
One of my takeaways specifically from this World Cup with respect to Berhalter, and frankly, like even over the past three years, more so than we thought he would be initially, and more so than people realize, I think, is that he is adaptable and like he is willing to change things. And maybe he's not quite as adaptable as some people would like, but bringing Tim Ream back in, like you could argue that he should have brought Tim Ream back in earlier, but like Tim Ream was a guy who didn't quite fit the quote unquote system and what he wanted to do. He was, he was willing to adapt to that. I mean, you saw they played so many different ways within a four games here at the world cup. I think he is willing to change. I don't know what exactly the changes would be. And again, you know, a lot of these, a lot of this would depend on how players, both players in the current pool and players who are not yet in the pool progress over the, over the coming few years. But I think there's certainly would be changes. And like he, he absolutely tweaked his system to fit what this team does best. And he didn't have all the answers, but I thought he did it pretty darn well um, at this World Cup. So yes, like I think he, he, he would be pretty good at rolling with however this player pool evolves over the coming years. That's Henry Bushnell. Henry, thank you for joining me. I really appreciate it. There'll be a link to follow Henry on Twitter in the show notes. Go read his work at Yahoo. That's it for this episode of The Backheel Show. If you're looking for more American soccer coverage, check out backheel.com. We'll talk to you again soon.